0: A little over a year ago, my friends and I were sitting at the bar on New Year's Eve and we were thinking about how different we thought the world would be next New Year's Eve, a year later. And we had some interesting ideas. I mean, this past year was a pretty different election year, I would say, (laughs) is the most perhaps overall simple way to put it, but lots more obviously has happened in the past year. And I think that's something that we really should recap before moving on to new episodes, because it has been quite a while since we've done an episode here on Professor Labs Podcasts for a variety of reasons, which we'll touch upon briefly. But uh, we are glad to be back. And it's not as if we've taken some time off here because of any bad reasons. I mean, a lot of it has just been dealing with present situations like everyone else, Um, but we've been pretty busy here with lots of other content. So it's good to be back and we're going to be having new episodes moving forward. But I thought before we get into some of the usual content that we cover, which we again will in upcoming episodes, uh, such as various educational topics, different types of literature analysis, some of that fun stuff, which I know uh, a lot of students and former students and colleagues like to listen to we should probably take stock of the past year because it has now been a year that we've essentially been in pandemic mode. And some people listening right now, if you hear this when this episode comes out, might say, well, it hasn't quite been a full year. However, for anybody in education, or I don't know, I guess whether you're an educator yourself or a student, it certainly feels a lot longer than a year. And I think that's probably true for for all of us, it feels like this pandemic has been going on for, I don't know, at least <laughs> more than just a year. Um, I always say that March alone of 2020 felt like a year itself. So I think that's a pretty common feeling or, or sense among <laughs> most of the general population and certainly those of us in, in academia, again, whether we're, we're teachers or students. But anyways, the effects certainly have taken up essentially a year, if you think about the spring 2020 semester, then the fall semester, I mean, that's an academic year that's been affected by this pandemic. And for those of us like myself who teach courses in between the main semester sessions, I teach summer courses as well as winter courses. It. Uh, it, it now I've had four sessions, right? Spring, summer, fall, winter, that has been obviously Um, inherently impacted by the effects of the pandemic. So yeah, I wanted to just sort of reflect a little bit upon all of that, because I'm sure there's going to be a lot of reflection coming up by others over the next uh, few months, probably right as we get into the spring semester starting here soon. But like I say, to, to me, the pandemic or the effects of the pandemic really start back almost exactly a year ago as we started the spring 2020 semester. And I say that because as a college educator, I do have a fair amount of international students. And so perhaps more so than at least, again, the general population, I can't pinpoint exactly when I started hearing about coronavirus and really considering the implications of what could happen with all of that. But certainly by the start of the spring semester 2020, it was on our radars because we, of course, had international students who were dealing with this already. So it's been part of our sort of um, psyche now for, for a full year. And it's, it's crazy to think how much impact that has had over the course of now, like I said, four sessions as well, right? Uh, for those of us who teach throughout the year. And I I say all of this because I've been doing my winter course and some of my students have been responding to previous podcast lectures where we talked about how to deal with sort of these shifting situations, right? Some of these challenges of moving from in-person to online remote work, very jarringly, right? Mid-semester, that was a very difficult transition for everybody involved at all levels, I think. And then moving forward, we've had pretty much um, online remote classes. Some obviously have been hybrid classes. There have been limited face to face classes, but more often, I've found in most situations, it's been maybe there's like a lecture once a week or something like that, or it's a half class. There's been lots of ideas tried. And I I think, like I said, there's going to be a lot of discussion coming up the next uh, few months about how effective all that has been. And I think by the end of the spring semester, you'll see even more sort of reflection in terms of what sort of researchers and just other academics and certainly students are voicing their opinions of (laughs) what they think and what they feel about all of this. uh, Once you have a full fall, spring academic year, basically. Um, And it's, it's sort of strange in that way, because now we're moving into territory where At least, especially for freshmen, this has been their college experience, right? Uh, Those students who maybe they had a spring, I'm sorry, a fall 2019 semester as freshmen, but they've been now in college going on two years. And most of that has been uh, in pandemic times, right? It's been online or remote or hybrid, whatever this exact situation is. And for those students who started this past fall of fall 2020, it's been entirely in pandemic mode. So it's going to be interesting to see what comes out of all of this in terms of, well, first of all, when we move back to some sense of normalcy, whatever that means. I mean, that's that's an interesting discussion to really look at and think of moving forward. And that's something I'll, I want to talk about more because I and planning on doing some more interviews coming up for episodes. And I think that'll be good to get some insight by other instructors and especially administrator types on what they think. Because the one thing I'll say, because again, this is going to be just sort of a brief welcome back episode. But one of the main things I, I wanted to briefly discuss is just how the pandemic, while we may go back to some sense of normalcy, whatever that becomes defined as, I think the you've heard this phrase probably right like the new normal and i think that's essentially going to be the situation moving forward it's never going to quite be what it was which makes sense because if you really think about it nothing is ever the same as it was even the day before some systematic changes might be so slow or incremental that yeah you might not notice these shifts on a Day by day basis, certainly, or even semester by semester or academic year by academic year, but they are in fact changing, right? And then you look back 20, 30 years and you say, well, how is it that all of a sudden we have half of our workforce are adjunct professors, right? Like, how did that happen? Well, it didn't happen overnight, right? It happened slowly over time. There's certain processes in place and those incrementally. Add up to changes uh, until you have these large effects where you're sort of in a a strange position saying, like, why is this the way it is? It doesn't quite make sense. But you kind of have to go back and and really assess from certain starting points when those shifts sort of started and and what has perpetuated them. And that's sort of been my main takeaway, honestly, from the whole experience with coronavirus effect or or the pandemic effect. Um, I've said this to many different types of people, whether students or administrators or certainly other college instructors who I think might agree with me the most, that the pandemic hasn't so much caused any new problems, which as sort of a blanket statement might sound somewhat problematic because it's not, uh, this is why I don't like slogans and flashy headlines because it's not representative of entirely what I'm trying to say. Uh, And what I am trying to say is that Rather than causing new problems, I think the effects of the pandemic have just exposed and perpetuated and in fact, in many instances, proliferated what issues and challenges have always existed or have existed for quite some time now. And in some ways, that might be a good thing because I think I've started to see how maybe it's pushing Different types of institutions towards really reassessing their values, reassessing their organization, their structure, um, you know, all sorts of other metrics and, and factors. But um, in other ways, it sort of pushes the way that the system functions to closer and closer to the brink of sustainability. And there's so many further specific subpoints that we can get into, right? I mean, you can talk about increasing class sizes, you can talk about increasing tuition, you can talk about stagnant wages, you can talk about, um, you know, lack of job security for instructors. All of those issues have just sort of proliferated throughout the course of this pandemic. But again, it's not like those weren't issues or challenges before. I mean, these are things that we were talking about. I mean, I've been teaching now for over half a decade um, at, at the college level, and these were issues that were pretty prominent already. You They were pretty big challenges. I mean, the budgetary situations of many universities were already quite abysmal in in many circumstances to the point where schools already were starting to, to close down. There were examples, or at least of programs shutting down, right? That's something that, once again, you've heard more and more about that big schools often are shutting down certain programs, whether they're athletic programs or they're academic programs, certainly. So that's been a big consequence or result. And it's it's sad in many ways. And we see this, again, it's not exclusive to academics or academia or the university system, we're seeing this with small businesses and other types of industries, right? You can look at other, um, other areas where uh, obviously completely shutting down or even partially shutting down is, uh, is not so great for businesses, but it's like, you know, getting into the, the consequences or how to deal with those consequences is a whole other conversation, of course. But anyways, uh, th- so that's really been my, my biggest takeaway is, is sort of, I think it should be valuable, the lessons that we learn from the pandemic. And it's not just at a, at a systematic level, I think it's also at a, a personal level. I mean, this is something that I sort of really felt strongly about early on when things really shut down back in March of 2020, which is getting close to actually a, a full year now, where I think there was a sense of reassessing personal values and sort of personal connections and just kind of what we value as, as individuals and as well collectively as a society. Now that's by no means universal in terms of how people react to this challenge. I, I I guess you could call it in terms of this type of reassessment, but I think it's been good for a lot of people that I've, I've talked to Um, obviously the, the effects, the tangible effects of these challenges are not so great, right? Like people losing their jobs and, you know, struggling financially and, and mentally, right? Uh, mental health is, is an increasingly growing issue that, again, that's been an interesting change I've seen over the course of the pandemic where as of the fall semester even, I started getting papers about the mental health effects of isolation and lockdown and all of all of this stuff, Right. Uh, social distancing. And I think that's important to, to talk about certainly, but it's it's really fascinating how that's sort of become a big part of one of the major topics that students are interested in and students want to write about. Going back to last spring, it was more so just the coronavirus and pandemic in general, but it's sort of evolved into this deeper assessment almost of really looking at uh, psychology and and personal wellness and self and uh, self awareness and really important values that I feel as if a writing teacher that these are super important to discuss in general. Uh, these are elements of of observation that lead to analysis both for ourselves and the world around us, which is a big qualitative skill that is sort of sometimes overlooked in in writing and the humanities in general which of course are have always once again been on the chopping block by universities at least as far as i've been around and certainly that's become more of a challenge right when you have these these budgetary issues and you're you're, you're trying to decide between well what what programs do we save what programs do we trim down and all that sort of stuff so Yeah, those have certainly been some of the relative benefits in terms of just asking these questions, because again, I think bringing these questions and issues to the forefront are sort of, uh, they're, they're important and they're sort of questions that need to be addressed and need to be answered sooner rather than later. So perhaps the closer to now that we actually face them, the better, as opposed to continually putting them off, which I think has been a problem for far too long. So we'll see what this all looks like moving forward, certainly. I think for the spring semester, it should be a little bit smoother than even the fall semester, because if you think about it, the spring 2020 semester was kind of wacky because we pretty much happened at the worst possible time to right around mid-semester have to redo everything to go online. It was kind of a, a worst case transitional scenario in some ways. And then the fall semester was the first semester that we were starting sort of knowing that we were going to be, what the situation was going to be, whether it was going to, whether you were going in all remote or hybrid or whatever the case might be. And it sort of stayed that way, at least at the college level. I know public schools and grade schools are a little bit different in in terms of their experiences. And a lot of this is based on where you live and how uh, governments um, uh, decide what to, lockdown or shut down, that sort of thing. But again, at least at the college level, we had a bit of a clearer expectation of what to expect going into the fall semester in terms of uh, the formats of our classes. And now the spring semester, we're sort of doing that again. It's the first time that we're doing it for the spring, going into a spring semester, but we have a, a bit more insight, I think, based on the fall semester. So I'm hopeful that it will go a little bit more smooth. I think, again, one of the lessons I learned was sort of that It's important to really help students identify what course mode works best for them. That was one of the biggest challenges I felt like in the fall semester was students who sort of felt like whether they signed up for a hybrid course or an in-person course. uh, And again, it gets even more complicated than that because they're synchronous and asynchronous courses, which are fancy ways of basically saying the former that you have a class that's kind of live instruction. So, you might do uh, Zoom lectures, right, with class live uh, participation and, and discussion. It's just virtually done versus the latter asynchronous uh, teaching, which is sort of you post stuff, you post content, maybe lecture videos, podcasts, lectures like this, or a discussion board posts or something. And students can review that content, whether it's taking quizzes, exams, uh, reading and writing responses, sort of more at their leisure. It's not like there's a set time for them to report necessarily. There's deadlines, of course, but it's not like they have to be there at noon on on every Thursday or something like that. So my point being is that some students thought, I think, that one of those formats would work better for them than another. And then halfway through the course, they realize, I don't like this at all. This isn't working for me. For all the reasons that you can get into, if you think about your own sort of learning and and management styles, right? And how you function, trying to work remotely, sometimes at home in various adverse conditions. Um, You know, there's so many factors involved with people, how they have access to the internet, what devices they have, what else is going on with their family and home life. So again, I, I noticed that as a particular point of of challenge for students where they again and it's it's not all of them but there were a fair amount that i i sensed as if they the expectations weren't clear enough for them and i think part of that is because we ourselves as instructors weren't entirely sure how everything would play out because we're doing this for the first time in many ways but i think moving forward it's really good to make very clear for students like exactly what goes into a synchronous class versus an asynchronous class, like what those expectations actually are versus uh, an in-person class, right? Um, So I I think that's something that I don't know if instructors have to do a better job at or administrators when they enroll students can do a better job making clear what exactly the differences are there. Um, But I think it's an important one. And it certainly for my classes moving forward, I try to make it very clear what those expectations are because uh, it's not for everybody, right? It's actually been easier for me, I think, because I teach the intersession classes, which are quite different from a regular semester class. A regular semester class that runs, I don't know, 15, 16 weeks or whatever on average, that is pretty standard and set every semester. Whereas if you teach a winter course or a summer course, that may be six weeks, that may be five weeks, that may be three weeks in some cases. And so those classes, you have to make clear that this is not like a regular semester course. It's just, if you look at the difference in in the length, it has to be done in a different format. There has to be changes and there has to be changed expectations of how that's going to actually play out that that course because you can't wait on cert- to do certain things as a student like you could maybe in a 15, 16-week course. You can't get away with that in a three-week course. There's just not enough time. So how you structure the content, how you deliver the content, how you assess the content, there's so many fine details that you can get into, but those are all considerations that have to be made and they have to be made clear to the students. So I think for me, it was a little bit easier, but I can imagine for instructors who maybe don't teach those types of different sessions going in, that that could be a bit more of a challenge, but I, I think we're probably somewhat more on a, on a similar page now, and I'm hoping for the spring semester, it's a little bit clearer, uh, again, both for instructors as well as, as students moving forward. So yeah, that's really everything I wanted to say today in terms of my general reflections looking back over a year now, uh, really, where where this has been an issue and in terms of the impacts. Again, it didn't really start to change things till uh, early March, late February, early March, things started to change. But we were even thinking about it before then, because like I said, our our um, connection to, to international students, right? So... Anyways, uh, that's going to be all for today. So thanks for, for joining us back. Like I said, it's been a while since we've done an episode here for various reasons, mostly because I've been focusing on my my YouTube channel in terms of, <laughs> I consider this to be more fun, this type of podcasting, um, in terms of the types of work I do. I really enjoy just recording lectures in general. Um, and I actually record Uh, YouTube videos too, but that's more for my my beach cleaning advocacy work. So I've been doing a lot of that because that's been actually a really, I think, interesting and useful way for me to cope with sort of uh, pandemic times too. And I know a lot of students, but just people in general contact me or comment on those videos of how much it sort of gives them something to do. And it sort of gives them hope to see what type of beach cleaning work I'm doing. So I think that's been another positive effect of the pandemic is just sort of, I mean, I've been doing beach cleaning work for forever now, but I haven't been doing regular videos about it until pretty recently. So again, I I think that's been sort of inspiring to be able to share those types of stories through a sort of modern medium and have others sort of appreciate it. That's been really cool. But like I said, I wanted to get back now to doing more regular podcast episodes. I think the last one we recorded was back in August. It was like before the fall semester started. And I remember going through the fall semester and sort of thinking like, okay, let's see how this semester goes before I start (laughs) recording episodes, really assessing how it's gone. Um, So we're going to have many more episodes to come, though. I have some really fun analysis, literature, literary analysis episodes coming up that I think are going to be super useful and super interesting in many ways. um, Because... It's, it's fun stuff to do, honestly. I mean, I I only pick f- what I think are awesome stories to analyze. So, yeah, if you like that type of stuff, um, yeah, just, uh, I don't know, click follow or subscribe or whatever. Obviously, it's free, and I just like bringing you guys interesting content. So, yeah, um, that's all for this week. We'll have more moving forward, more interviews, like I said, with uh, conversations with other instructors and former students and all that fun stuff like we've done in the past. And uh, we'll try to get through the spring semester. Uh, It's going to be an interesting, different, new situation, (laughs) regardless of the preparations, as I've been talking about this episode. But I think, again, um, we're a bit more prepared just through experience now, which is the case in anything in life, I find. So hopefully it goes uh, a bit more smoothly. And like I said, uh, we will talk about a lot of the fundamental changes and need for change in education and academia moving forward in upcoming episodes. So yeah, thanks so much for joining us this week. Really glad to be back. And uh, hopefully we will see you back here soon. So until then, stay well, be well, and as always, keep learning.